fourth episode of the Fitness Casual Podcast. My name is Alex. My name is John. And today's topic is how to build muscle. What is the quote-unquote quickest way, fastest way um, that you can put on lean muscle mass, feel better, live better, feel stronger in the gym, and in life? Nice. What I like say? that intro, man. You like that one, eh? That was a good intro. It was right clean. On. It was clean. It's clean, eh? Um, now I'm afraid I'm about to dirty it up a little bit here. No, but um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the three main things you can and should be doing in order to maximize your muscle gain. Okay. Now, I personally have gone through five years of trial and error and doing this wrong. Had I known these three basic, simple things, mm-hmm. it would have been a whole different five years. I would probably not be sitting in this couch in this basement <laughs> right now. I'd probably be famous. I'd probably be on the Olympia stage. Really? No, You'd be doing no, no posing? <laughs> you got sweet poses on your IG, though. Oh, the poses I'm a pro at. I just need the muscle. <laughs> and again, these tips, I'm telling you, the any any beginner, and I'm sure it's the same with you, any beginner that comes up to me says I want to build muscle, these are the first three things. Yes, write these down, guys. Write yeah. these ones down. Write them down and 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 execute on them. They're very simple. And before before we uh, start going after it, uh, I just want to uh, you you were away back to back weekends. Uh, how was uh, how was uh, your 10x event? And your mastermind events. Let's go over that for a little bit. All right. I know what you're up to. Thanks uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what Alex is referring to is uh, two weekends ago, I went to the 10X Growth Conference, which is a uh, actually the biggest business conference in the world as of yet. Uh, There was like 35,000 people. It was insane. It was a full ballpark, just full. I walked in and I was like, what? what is this? Where am I right now? Mm-hmm. You know, it was crazy, but it was a fun time. Got a lot of good takeaways, you know, saw a lot of very successful people speak, got a lot of, uh, very important, you know, mindset and, and of course, practical tips as well. And then the last week I went back to Tampa instead of Miami and went to Tampa, which by the way, Clearwater, Amazing. beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I, I never knew that I was flying over a gym that every time I went to Miami, I was going by the real spot. Right on. It's a nice beach. Did, but, you, did you find good gyms there? Did you find good gyms to train at? Oh, there? absolutely not. Um, <laughs> There's nothing. There, we went to the hotel Wasteland. gym once. I was only in Tampa for two days. Uh, okay. Two nights. Basically one and a half days, two nights. Mm-hmm. Flight got delayed on the way there, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, Mastermind event is something I'm a part of. And tons of, uh, you know, my business coaches are there. Uh, other fellow fitness entrepreneurs. That's why I'm trying to get Alex to come mm-hmm. uh, next time. Next Vancouver. year. Next year. Vancouver. Yeah. In, in, I, I would love to go to Vancouver, actually. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. 90 days, baby. Wow. Three months. Okay. Yeah, All right. It's, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. And, and hey, we'll podcast from uh, from over there. with the That'd club. be amazing. That'd Whistler be on the slopes. On the slopes. Hitting the slopes. That'd be, that'd be beautiful. I've never been to that'd Vancouver. That'd be something, eh? Yeah. I'd love to go. I've never been. I've, I'd love to. That'd be, wow. Buddy. A little romantic date, think, a little, little romantic trip there, you and I. <laughs> think about, think about little, the, all I'm excited. thinking about is the pictures we're going to get. Oh, that, nice. going to load up on pictures. Yeah, a lot of content. Like, here here I am today. Content. I'm here today. Yeah. Here I am. There's another workout. No, that, that would actually, wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah, wow. There you go. So, um, and you know what? You'll learn tons of practical business stuff. Is it a 10X? Too. Is it a 10X? Is it another no, 10X or no, is it another Vince Del Monte? Vince okay, Del Monte Vince Del Monte's mastermind. mastermind. Okay. Um, so it's it's not Grant Cardone is responsible for the 10X 
conference. This one is more niched down, more narrow, more practical tips, advice, connections, networking, all that stuff for people like ourselves, actually. Like yourself and myself looking to grow our businesses, which is going to help others like you listening to this podcast right now. It's going to help us help you more. So, um, you know, uh, it was a good time. I, I spoke about the beach for no reason because... I went in the water once. My legs went numb about two minutes later because it was so cold, and yeah, that was that was the end of the beach for me. So, what was good? One good story you think that, that you got from either weekends? What is one story that you're gonna you, story? You, well, one thing you'll remember. One thing you'll definitely oh, take away from it. That's a tough one, man. I mean, there was so many. Like, I'm it, putting you on the hot seat here. It's the hot are, seat. You are. You <laughs> are. I already had a hot seat of the mouth. Now let's go round two, baby. I'm ready. Uh, you know, for the 10x growth con, it was. Um, just, just the fact that, you know, I've always been somebody, when I look at sports, when I see, like, do you remember the Batista bat flip moment? Dude, I actually missed that. I'm so upset that no, you okay, talked about that. No, okay, but you've seen it? I, I had to, I had to, re- had to re-watch I, it. I had to rewatch it and pretend like I was in like the you, moment. Uh, okay. I was driving to work it's when, it, when it happened. No, I was driving to work when it happened. And Take another, take another moment similar to that, okay? Those moments where... I historic, always, historic, historic, historic. Yeah. In a way, but also like just think about the Super Bowl. Think about any spot that somebody is in. Typically, a sport, right? In any sport, whether it's a World Series every year, the Super Bowl that just happened, the Stanley Cup. Okay, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, the Love man him. is Love it. He's a legend. So take these moments where you do something, and you have sometimes hundreds, well, probably around the world, millions of people cheering for you okay mm, yeah this is the situation that when i see those plays i don't care about the play i physically feel myself in their shoes and i imagine what that would be like and that's what that speaks to me the most like that gets me on an emotional level so mm-hmm. when i went to the 10x growth con and this guy came out and he was talking and people were cheering like he would say things that were extremely motivating yeah and boom the the place would erupt mm-hmm. like as if it was a batista bat flip yeah and when I saw that man, that's the biggest takeaway for me from the 10X was the fact that a man who came from nothing can create that. It leaves so much impact, like so a massive impact. amount of impact. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was the biggest takeaway. It really showed me what was possible. Um, and then from the mastermind, biggest takeaway was the connections, man. I met tons of great people um, and I, I learned so much practical stuff. Like I, it's hard to really break it down into one, but just great experience, man. Again, learning more from people that are just better than me, ahead of me. And I feel like that's always the motive. Right and on, I know man. you would agree with that. Absolutely. 100%. You put yourself in that in an environment where you don't get those moments too often, right? Like that type of event. Exactly. Meeting those kind of people. Um, I think people are very open. They're very transparent. Of course. And they're like, you know, when you're around similar people, you're willing to help because you know the person is, you're going to give them the tools and they're actually going to go apply them. Exactly. It's not just air talk. You're not just talking to the wall. There are people that are making that investment to change for the better. Yeah. So I'm sure you met people that, you know, whatever, they're making millions, making that, but they see you, they see you're hustling, they see you're starting from from somewhere and they're like, you know what? I was there at one point. I want to help you. I want to give you exactly what you need to do because I know you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, they've seen your work. Um, So that's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, uh, and you know what the the thing is, is too, is people don't realize this, but you got to pay 
to be around people like that. Yeah, absolutely. You see, people people think, well, you know, like so and so got lucky because you're surrounded by millionaires. So and so got lucky because you're surrounded by fit people. So and so, you got to pay to play, baby. You got to yeah. pay to play. Yeah. So, um, put your money where your mouth is. You got to pay to be in the same room as these people because they they're in that room for a reason. You know. Mm-hmm. So you got to get in somehow. And yeah. that's why I'm, I'm willing to do that. And everyone out there should be willing to do the same for their own education, their own self-improvement and your own success. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, All, overall, great time. Learned a ton and more motivated than ever. Every time I come back from those events, more motivated than ever. Yeah. You know, you get focused, laser focused. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um but uh, how how are things with you, man? It's been a little while since we recorded a podcast, actually, about two weeks now. Yeah, it's been lonely without you. Yeah. Uh, um, you, I, I could just see you down here, you know, in a little reminiscent movie scene. You coming down, the, got the little music playing in the back. Yeah, actually, I actually wanted to record a podcast without you. I wanted to do it on social media. Um, uh-huh. But something came up on the Saturday night when uh-huh. you were gone. Um, well, thanks, thanks for telling me, buds. Yeah, no, I was, because I, I finished that digital media course I was taking at Brain Station. So. See, there you go, self improvement. You're doing it. Yeah, too. so yeah, I'm going over this digital media learning, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, how to optimize that, you know, target the right people uh, for your business, and then obviously the businesses I'm working for um, to help them uh, reach the right clients for different programs they're running. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing some self discovery, figuring out which lane I want to attack. Um, yeah, it's it's been good though. My training's getting better. I'm getting I'm getting to a point now. It's you know it's spring summer coming around. I'm getting on my my caloric deficit back mm. to my serious tracking. What we talked about in the in two episodes. Yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. So I'm getting back to the to the seriousness of my tracking. Nice. Um, getting leaner. I, I put on size very easily, so I think I'm 200, 205 pounds right now. Solid. Two hundred five. At five eleven, so it's kind of carrying a little bit too much weight. You know, when okay. I when I, when I play sports. Your BMI is high. I'll be nice. Hi. Oh no. Based <laughs> on that, to your doctor, you're gonna have a heart attack. I'm gonna die weeks. soon. I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just gotta get that back in order. And like, I like to be around 195, 190. Oh, uh, that's, that's where not I'm... too much. You'll you'll get there quick then. Yeah, I'll get there quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, I'll get there quick. Just, just follow the follow, follow the principles we're about to talk about in terms of even you know building muscle can help you lose body fat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So segueing into that right now. Nice. I saw right? what you did there. You like that, that one, was eh? Clever. That was good, eh? Letter up. Um, the first thing you want to do, the first principle, I want you guys to write this down. If you're listening, you're in the car, you put in your notes, or just re- remember this, okay? Um, to build muscle, we're going to start with calories, right? And you need to be in a caloric surplus. Now, John, you're going to tell us why. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why, uh, and I'll I'll do so with a heavy heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really, not not really heavy heart though. No, no, no. no. Heavy muscles, heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy muscles, heavy um, reps, heavy weight. No, the the caloric surplus is very important because you can lift as heavy as you want, as often as you want. Um, it, it won't matter. You can lift all the weight, whatever. People lifting all the time, you will not see the results because until your body has a surplus of energy, in other words, you know it's got more energy than it needs. Um only then will it have enough to actually begin the process of building muscle tissue of putting on more muscle on your body you see your body doesn't want muscle unless it needs it exactly okay yeah so if you provide it with this that you mentioned and the next tip that we're going to mention um 
then the this is number one without this okay quick little story i worked out for five years i was just telling alex this before the podcast uh five years i worked out heavy hard as hard as i could you know sweating a lot i'm sweating a lot i'm grinding yeah dude i'm working so hard exactly my thoughts and uh, i saw zero results i saw uh, maybe five pounds of muscle gained over five years it's quite a slow rate. There you go. Right? Slow and steady wins the race, eh? A pound a year? What, what, are you on? What, what program are you on, bro? I'm on a pound a month or so. Oh, yeah? pound a year for me, baby. <laughs> Try to beat that. <laughs> Talk about patience. Uh, no, but that's that's the honest truth. It took me five years to realize, wow, I'm simply not eating enough. And now I understand that principle. That's principle number and you're, one. And you're talking from a hard gainer as well yes. because you are a based on we talk about we can talk about body types yeah. you were an ectomorph yeah so you were very lean boned high metabolism you could just you would do things and very skinny you, skinny yeah thing. so you yeah. and even in terms of you needing to be in a caloric surplus yeah. you have to be in a caloric surplus yes like there's no like maintenance there's not like i'm just i'm even a big surplus, a bigger, typically bigger surplus for a uh, 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 hard gainer. Yeah, right? and for those listening, a, a caloric surplus means you are intaking energy, eating more food than energy you are expelling through um, just relaxing at home from exercise, your daily walks. You're making sure that you're getting more energy in per day or an average in a week uh, than you are expelling mm-hmm. and to have more amounts than you actually think, especially if you're a hard gainer. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure when you when you first started, was it as easy process as you thought getting into that surplus, or the, what were the things you had to learn going through that? Um, for myself, and again, being through this transformation, helping so many others that were similar situations as mine. Yeah, we we think it's hard. The reason why it's hard is genetically. The reason we're skinny is because yeah, we do tend to have higher metabolisms, but we also combine that with low appetites. Mm-hmm. So when I think I'm eating a lot, I would track my calories. Obviously, we recommend you do this. And I realized that I was not eating nearly as much as I thought. As a matter of fact, I was quite disappointed to find out that I was eating roughly around the same as a uh, uh, middle-aged woman. Uh, there you go. And nothing wrong with that. Or a high school woman, I should high say. High school woman. Nothing wrong with that either. High school, yeah. Or a pre elementary. So you're guessing. You're doing the whole guessing. I game. was guessing. Guessing the gains. Yeah. Guessing felt, to gains. I, no, you can't gain and you can't guess and gain. No. No. Nope. Can't guess and gain. So no. it um you know, it's it's just a matter of tracking for awareness and making sure that you eat more. And people be like, Oh yeah, but you don't understand I eat so much. Uh, no, you don't understand. You're not eating enough. Until that scale's going up, it's the exact opposite of fat loss. Until the scale's going up, you're not eating enough. Until the scale's going down, you're eating too much if you're trying to lose fat, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what about what about yourself when it came to, uh, I mean, you you were more on the opposite end of me, I right? can gain weight whenever I'd like. That's my You, you would look at a tub of peanut butter. And oh, yeah, there baby. There goes 10 pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, for me, I had a, not, I'd say a slower metabolism, but because but I ate like, ate like garbage. Uh, uh-huh. a, lot of box, a lot of box foods, cereals, pastries. I ate all the time. I ate because I was bored. So gaining weight was not was easy, but the way that I was gaining wasn't muscle, it's fat. So when we're talking about putting on muscle, obviously being in a caloric surplus is a must. So you need to be eating um, double of what you're eating now. So if you're currently eating right now and you think you're in a surplus, you know, double those portion sizes. Um, if you're somebody who is an 
endomorph or endomezo, meaning you you can put on muscle, but you also put on body fat. That's okay. Just making sure you're eating those whole foods. You know, your carbohydrate sources are, are complex carbohydrate. Carbo there. There you go, there bud. You go. Yeah, you have a couple. It's beers a big word. Came over <laughs> no, no beers. That's a big word. Uh, your complex <laughs> carbohydrate sources: um, sweet potatoes, uh, brown rice, uh, your quinoa. Just as examples, if if you can gain weight easily, make sure you're getting from those sources. Because for me, all I need to do is yeah, I can be in a slight surplus, I gain weight. Um, so when you're trying to put on muscle, guys, um, and you're training, um, and if you know back, you always look at your history. So if you had Times in your life where you were overweight, you're bigger. Um, your body makes fat cells, but it doesn't mm-hmm. get rid of them, right? So mm-hmm. if you're a bigger person who is overweight, you have these fat cells that you can minimize and shorten with, with you know, obviously good exercise and nutrition. Um, but if then you're like, you know, I want to put on muscle, I have to be in a slight surplus. Just watch how big that Careful. surplus is. Yeah. Yes. And then watch those where the calories are coming from. Are they nutrient dense? Or are they just calorie dense? Uh-huh. So calorie dense means foods are just like you know your muffins, your box cereals, your fast foods have tons of calories, but there's not enough nutrients in there. Uh-huh. Um, you're not going to put on good weight, meaning muscle, because when you want to gain weight, guys, a lot of us want to gain weight. What do we want to put on? We want to put on muscle. Yeah, for sure. And nobody, nobody wants to. Put no on one's like, no one's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get really sumo wrestler like right now. <laughs> um, well, maybe sumo wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's what I'm saying. It's very like it's very yeah, very rare, very rare. rare. Um, so when you're in that calorie surplus, um, you need to be making sure like you have to track. Like you can't don't guess. You have to be tracking. Um, for me, when I first started training, I just wanted to, to lose weight. I wanted to lean out, um, but I was never tracking. So when I thought. I was actually talking to this when I, when I first started training that one summer went to good life every day. And like, yeah. I literally thought after like these two, three months of g- going to good life every day, I was going to be these. jacked, yeah. jacked, like yeah. a monster. Ripped right? too. I, people were going to see me in high school and be like, holy shit, Alex, you're jacked. Captain of the football team immediately. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> like you, holy, like, yeah. And then I remember people telling me, man, like, Hey, you look really skinny, man. Like great work. Oh, and I was like skinny. Oh, that was, I was a bad like, word. My heart broke. I was like, "What?" Oh, I thought that was just a heart gainer thing. If I hear skinny, then my heart. No, broke. because you think about it, you go train and you're thinking, "I'm putting on muscle. I'm getting stronger. Uh-huh. Like I want to be jacked." <laughs> and then you hear the word skinny. I'm like, "I didn't. I, I just went to fat to skinny. Like that's the transition <laughs> I made after skinny all fat. after all that. Like that for me, that was the hardest work I've ever done in my life. I go to the gym every day, ride my bike to the Good Life South Common, like thinking, "Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna kill it." Yeah. I said like chest back every day, chest back legs, like random, nice. random stuff. And he's hearing that, I'd be like, holy crap, like, skinny. Yeah. So I said, I went and I did more research, like, okay, I'm not doing this right. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, I was just. So that person actually triggered it. Oh, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) So that, yeah. So just make sure, guys, you need to be tracking your calories to know, okay, am I actually in a surplus? Don't guess. And a lot of times, if you're a hard gainer, if someone that doesn't like to eat a lot, Uh um, your stomach is very small. So your stomach can actually grow and stretch. Yeah. So when you're first eating, you might have to be eating. A little bit more than you actually have to. If you feel like you're full, you might have to keep on eating. Definitely, uh, actually, usually, I'll 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 say that right up front. That that was the number one tip I gave everybody. Yeah. Eat until you're eat until you felt like you were gonna throw up, and then keep <laughs> yeah, and then keep eating, and then just keep eating more. That's that's the advice I get. Because you mentioned double your portions. Actually, that is what I did. Yeah. And doubling the portions made me feel like that. So I just took the extreme sounding approach and said, uh, just eat until you're gonna puke and keep eating. Yeah, because but you because you have to because you have to train your body. You have to be like we're not used to this. We like we like 100%. to be lean. We're intaking more than we, uh, what we have to. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. You're right there. And one thing that we should 
cover quickly before we move on to principle number two is, um, you know, calories are the top, number one. From there, because you mentioned nutrients. Yes. Okay. Um, I do want to mention that you want to make sure that you've got your macronutrients. Okay. What I mean by macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. Okay. You want to make sure you're getting the right amounts of those to supply you for muscle gain, for performance in the gym, and for hormones and to feel good while you're doing it. Optimize yeah. body composition. Yes. Yeah. Um, you got to so feel good. You got to feel good. You got to feel good. You got to feel good. That's, I feel good. Being a caloric surplus, honestly, feels great. Oh, like, it always feels you good. You always feel good in the gym. You have so much energy. You just feel... Well, given that we're in the right macros. I mean, if of you course, guys, Of course. See, if we're in a caloric surplus, like Alex mentioned before, and it's all calorie dense, if you go in a caloric surplus eating nothing but cereal and Pop-Tarts and donuts and pizza, you're honestly... You you're might feeling feel, like crap. Yeah, you might feel good in the moment while you're eating that pizza. And then after the guilt, the oh. guilt sets in like, damn it. Oh, trust me. Damn it. So good. Although, I don't know if I really feel that guilty after pizza. Pizza's different. Pizza's different. I feel like pizza beats everything. Like Pizza's just the best food. Yeah. It just not healthy, but like it just understands okay. us. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's just it's there. It's just We're gonna exclude pizza from the <laughs> Exclude uh, Pizza's okay. We're gonna cut that part. <laughs> um, but I do wanna quickly touch on the macros and you know, protein is number one to build muscle and preserve muscle. Yeah. Just for muscle in general, um, you know, synthesis, protein synthesis is the process of building that muscle. So um, you need enough protein. Roughly we aim for, you know, a gram per pound of body weight as a safety net. People would argue, you know, you don't need that you don't much. Need that much blah, blah, blah. Enough. Yeah. But if you're, yeah, if you're beginning weight training and you haven't done weight training before, like you might get newbie gains, but your body as we age as well, like uh-huh. our bones get weaker, our body's muscles, we atrophy. Yeah. You do need protein. Protein is a building block of muscle tissue. Yeah. Um, just, and even I had, I've had clients who just, if they just increased their protein, they saw, they, they, they felt stronger. They yeah, felt we were leaner. Talking about that. Yeah. Right. Like just increase it. And even if you're a plant-based you there, you can find ways to increase it. It doesn't matter whatever diet you want to focus on doesn't have to just be, just be meat or dairy. You can find your ways to get your grams of protein. Prioritize protein. Prioritize it, man. Mm-hmm. Full amino acid profile. Um, because without that, yes, you can have a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of fats, but like you want lean muscle tissue. You want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to live longer. Like mm-hmm. p- take care of that organ and put on some, you know, put on some muscle. Yeah. Fuel yep. it. Fuel, fuel what you're looking for. I like, I like the word fuel because that's going to be uh, the next macronutrient. The carbohydrates. My favorite. My favorite. Um, carbs you need. Obviously, I don't think anybody's uh, trying to go keto when they're building muscle. No, there's no uh, way. I don't no one does that, right? Um, no one if, does. If they are, um, I want you to call my number. It's four one seven. Because I, I gotta talk to you. Listen, um, carbs should be enough to fuel your performance. Uh, now, the way you would figure out carbs is. Um, you figure out your calories first, which, by the way, we didn't mention. What kind of calorie surplus should be should they be aiming for? Let's let's quickly touch on that. What, what uh, would you say here? Well, it depends on on your body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's body weight. Uh, I think your body weight times twelve to fourteen. Okay. Depending on I think you're if you're looking how how heavy you want to get. Right. Um. But you can be, 
if you do a BMR calculator online, you can, there's a bunch of calculations that give you an average of how many calories you might be burning in a day. Um, especially if you're a hard gainer, mm. um, like definitely be 3000 plus uh-huh. every single day. It's just on general. If I don't know the person like 3000 plus, that's usually um, a good measuring uh, starting point. Yeah. 3000 plus, um, calories, um, your protein is one gram per pound and your carbohydrates is two, two, two to 2.4 grams per okay. pound. Like, so we have a bit of a different method on that. Maybe, um, I think that method works well. Uh, you know me, I'm like super, super technical. Be technical. Let's hear it. Okay. So to guarantee the surplus is not too much. Um, I, my weight takes a little bit more effort up front but i feel like it will refine a little bit more okay so simply find the maintenance by and i know we agree on this for sure find maintenance the only way that you can actually guarantee that it's your maintenance which is by tracking your current calories tracking your body weight boom let's say you find out your maintenance is 2750 <laughs> just yeah to get technical yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So from there, what I would recommend is the more conservative, the better. But it's like you mentioned, how fast do you want to gain? If you want to gain at two pounds per week, which might be a little too fast. Yeah. But, you know, let's just say you want to get to be a sumo wrestler. Yeah, but that's too. Remember, like eating a lot, like when you start to eat a lot and like more you ever have, it takes a lot of time in your day. Because you have yeah. to be, I have to eat like every like two three hours. You're gonna need to be eating, yep. Yep. right? So something that's that's why it's like if you really if you really want to gain weight really fast, okay, like make sure you have the time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very important. And you could do things like shakes, for example. Yeah. Um, um, peanut butter, perfect. tubs of peanut butter. Oh, buddy, those are going all. Those are a hard gainer's <laughs> best friend. Um, but no, uh, after you find the maintenance, I like I said, conservative is better. Start with a hundred or even two hundred calorie surplus. Stay there for a while, monitor the scale, monitor the mirror, monitor the weights, see how it goes and go up from there. Now for protein, one gram per pound of body weight, I agree. Uh, I think everyone does, except for the people that don't know anything. Uh, (laughs) And fats, uh, fats is, there could be a wide range. So I typically recommend 25% of total calories. So let's say you're at 2750, like I said, you bump it up to 2950, 200 calorie surplus. You weigh... 180 pounds so you're gonna have 180 grams of protein you're gonna take 25 percent of 2950 remember your total calories for a surplus you're gonna uh, allot that 25 percent of those calories divided by nine because there's nine calories per one gram of fat i know i may be losing some of you here you lost me you, me you lost me at division at dividing at the, i was at a the division i was like, it was a bed mass i gotta follow my bed, bed mass, mass. <laughs> let me get my pen and paper out hold on who, who knew school uh, would help <laughs> us with gains right? there you go uh, and then from there, that's your fats. Okay. So in other words, 25% of total calories is fats. And then what you'll do is fill in the rest. So the remaining calories will be divided by four because that's how many calories are in a gram of carbs. So you get your protein, your fat first, and then exactly. you get you use the rest carbs of carbs. Is always because carbs is the one that you can manipulate the most. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. You want your fats and proteins to be pretty Those stationed. are the baseline. Yeah. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. What do you think of that? That's good. That's good. I agree with you. Oh, thanks, buddy. No worries, bud. Uh, I knew, I the math that. killed me, though. The second he was like, oh, geez, let me pull oh, up. I, I calculate this stuff for people on the spot every oh, day at the gym. Oh. I'm like, oh, here, tell me this, tell me that. Bang, bang, bang. bang. That's what you need. Yep. That's what I do. Right? Yeah. Um, you got to send them invoices, though, for that, eh? Send them invoices. Oh, yeah, everybody listening, uh, <laughs> we're, paying, we're charging them for a subscription, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, so we touched on macros. Yep. I think it's time to hit him with number two. Number two so is... So, hold on. Number one is calorie surplus. Your caloric surplus. We touched on the macros. And you want to get your macros down to reach, yes, to be gaining weight, especially for hard gainers. Yep. And then for your endomesomorphs who are easy to gain weight, just make sure your surplus is slight over time. Um, and you're getting it from quality carbohydrates and not not your box crap. No, no yeah, calories. Yeah. All right. So let's hear number two. <laughs> yeah, bud. <laughs> uh, number two is your training. So you want to learn and master the compound movements, your compound lifts in the gym. Um, why you want to do that is because a lot of muscle uh, is used per compound movement. You can get in a lot of volume um, throughout the week. Um, and it's easier to track. It's, it's stable. So obviously a barbell, right? Your barbell lifts um, that elicits protein synthesis because you can eat well. You can be in your surplus. You can probably, if you just first time tracking and your first time in your surplus or um, first time lifting weights, whatever, you're going to see newbie gains. Your body's going to react like, holy crap, we've never seen this before. We have to, you know, your growth hormone spikes up because your body wants to recover. Um, but over time, you want to get good at your lifts. Um, obviously mastering form first, getting a coach for that, um, to put on muscle, to add strength, of course. Um, so your compound movements. So John, Mm -hmm. give me uh, your compound movements that you like to work on to build your muscle. Okay. Um, my favorites are, we'll start with upper body. We got the, the bench press. Okay. Um, and er, any variation of these, by the way. Is, we'll a well. is a go. Yeah. Is a go. Is a go. Is a go. So we're gonna, yeah, we're going to keep it simple here just for you guys to start just off. straight up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bench press uh, for your pushing muscles, chest, shoulders, triceps. You got um, pull-ups. Okay. Now, if you can't do, again, variations. Assisted if you need and so on. You can do a shoulder press. I like the standing overhead press with a bar. Okay. All these I, I prefer with a bar because like you mentioned, it is better. It's stable. It, you can, yeah. More stable and you can load the muscle more, which we'll talk about more in a sec. Legs will always be squats. For Any days. For, for days. days. Buddy, that's... that's uh, someone, someone said, like, if you want to get good at something, guys... Okay, I understand following the program and stuff, but the more you do something, the better you get at it. Uh-huh. And you're going to learn. Even if you do too much of something, you're like, okay, I did too much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just squatting, doing legs once a week at first, good, newbie gains. But newbie gains is two to three months, and then you have the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing something more than once a week, I'm sure you're definitely going to get better at. Oh, Sorry, I just sure. a little side note. No, 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 that's that's good. That's true. Uh, very important to note. I just threw you off your track there. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm... Um, you're on squats. You know you're what? talking about squats. You, you want to just keep going? I mean, at this point? Or? Yeah, so you had your squats. You talk about your deadlifts. Um, obviously, your, your deadlifts are uh, major hits almost every single, every single muscle in yeah. the body. Your calf raises. Yeah, your calf, calf raises. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are many variations of these primal movements, guys, um, that you can stick to for a long period of time, and it's easy to track. Um, now the reason why you want to stick to your compound movements is obviously it saves time. Um, if you're short on time, if you're busy, uh, you don't, you only have an hour, uh, each day in the gym, you have your main comp compound movement for the day and you might have some accessory and supplementary to back that up. Um, but to build muscle, of course you want your compound movements because it hits many muscle groups in one movement. So you, you get a lot done. It's efficient. You're not trying to go to the gym and go on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then do bicep curls 
Um, that does sound like a good program, though. And the, you know, I talk about the treadmill part. Yeah, no, Just the I don't do hardio. It's called a hardio. I don't do hardio. <laughs> Cardio is hardio. Yeah. Um, so the reason, because you obviously, if you get a coach, guys, and they teach you about the compound movements, how to move them correctly, the correct position, so you avoid injury. Um, and then you obviously learn the rule of progressive overload. Uh-huh. Over time, you're actually tracking like. Like even the same thing with calories, track your calories. You got to be tracking your weights. You got to be tracking your loads. You have to see over time. If you don't really see the results in the mirror, um, look at your weights. Uh, are you progressively getting stronger? Have have your weights slowly started going up? Um, even filming yourself, getting someone to film you, so you can actually look at yourself and view. Okay, there's some things I can fix here and there. Um, you know, I can see my trunk, you know, I'm not stable, my trunk, my glutes aren't firing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be mastering. You got to think of yourself as an artist sometimes too. Like even when I'm training, I think of myself like everyone's got a building block they're working on, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just trying to chip away and build that sculpture, uh-huh. you know? So you're slowly refining it. Think of yourself as slowly refining yourself over time and putting on muscle. Yes, you have your, your calories down, you're fueling your body. But it takes time. You have to, to to learn the movements to know the correct muscle groups are working mm-hmm. for that particular movement. Because if if the right muscle groups aren't working, you could just be moving weight. And what I call people just like to move stuff. Like there's people that just go to the gym and they just move stuff as long as their heart rate gets elevated and they're sweat. Got to work, right? And they're sweat. Yeah, as long yeah as long as their heart rate goes up when they're sweating a bit, this should be working. I should be getting yeah. jacked, and it should happen pretty quickly because I'm 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 putting an effort for the first time yeah. uh, in my life. <laughs> so your compound movements. So um, I know some of you might be nervous at first. There's tons of guys, even that we learned on YouTube, you can go to content that we post every day about the, like even the workouts that we're doing. Yeah. Um, iron on Instagram and alexrichardson.fit. We post our workouts on there. You can go check it out. Um, but your compound movements, guys, so your barbells, uh, your even your dumbbells, um, and then you can add your machines and your cables as like I like to call it supplementary or, or accessory work. So think of these compound movements as putting on mass, putting on solid mass, and then you want to sculpt. I call it sculpting. You want to fine-tune a certain muscle area that only work, works on one muscle group, like a cable bicep curl. You're focusing on the, just the bicep and nothing else, then do that afterwards. Yeah. But if you want longevity, you want strength, you want to feel good and, and perform well, you got to stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. Stick mm-hmm. to the basics. Uh, just to piggyback on that one. Um, Hop on. Hop because on. Cause you mentioned the time thing, which is uh, obviously true. Also, um, the compounds are going to be where you're making these accessory supplementaries that you just mentioned. Those are going to be like 10% or less of your total gains. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the compounds, more they're efficient in terms of time because... They're efficient. They're the most efficient when it comes to loading the muscle and you can load the muscle the most. Think about it like this. You can row, let's say, what can you row? Like bent over row. You were, you were doing it on the Instagram. Was it like 400, 450? 400 pounds. No, no, no. It's 225. Okay, 225, 225. which is good. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you, man. But but can you, can you curl 225? I haven't tried it. No, I can't. Probably with the size of those guns. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. No. No. So that's that's the the concept there. The biceps are working in the bent over. Exactly. Row, yep. Right. So they're getting much more stimulus from 220. Same with chin ups. Same with pull ups. I like to do weighted pull ups. So it's one of my favorite exercises. The biceps are getting loaded way more from that. But 
that's why let's say you know you're gonna have some lagging body parts that's why like you said you throw in the 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 accessory um so i just wanted to make sure uh that we remind you you know these compounds are worth 85 90 even more percent yeah. of your gains yep. will come from so you must focus on that progressive overload is the key mechanical tension is the other term for it making sure that you are increasing your weight week to week workout to workout or at least month to month depending on experience level and how consistent you are with your nutrition exactly yeah um so that being said well good tip to use guys yeah um make sure you hit your major muscle groups your back your chest uh, your shoulders your legs you know your posterior hamstring glutes and your quads uh calves you're hitting those muscle groups two times per week at minimum if yeah, you want to frequency. see okay frequency two, like a lot of guys even girls come to me like hey i'm not, my bench press isn't going up i ask them how many times a week you're doing it and they tell me one so you do bench once a week um who knows if your reps and your sets are correct um based on your one one at max and for all i know you have six days in between so you do bench your body i always in terms of recovery people say you only need to do something once a week if you if you're only doing something once a week and you need six days to recover you're not doing it right yeah. um so you want your frequency two every muscle group two times per week and now in terms of your progressive overload how do i know how much how much weight to increase by each week i say for the upper body if you're able to complete your sets and reps, so if I have to do four sets of 10 reps, I'm able to complete all of them. Um, if I can do that two weeks in a row, then increase um, it by five pounds. Five to 10 pounds for upper body because your lower body tends to, you can increase load in your lower body because our legs are stronger. Um, you can increase load in your lower body naturally more than you can your upper body. So for your upper body, increase by five to 10 pounds after two weeks of completion of those sessions. And then for your lower body, if you're doing squats, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing split squats, if you can... Um, hit your reps, increase a little by 10, 20 pounds, and then repeat the same process. But don't make sure you're not drastically increasing your weights. Uh, you're trying to keep that ego down and just stick with slow, slow progression and make sure you're able to complete back-to-back -back sessions so you know, okay, yep, that, that I'm good with that weight. I can now increase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agree, buddy. You totally agree with that one? That was poetic. Poetic. <laughs> poetic justice. There you go. I like it. Um, man. We should be charging for this information. <laughs> this is gold. This, this is, gold. is gold. If only I had known this, eh? If only we had known this, um, probably would have saved us hours. Years. Hours in the gym, man. Hours. Hours. I'll just keep years. working, keep pulling more reps, Alex. Doesn't matter how yeah. sore you are, just It'll keep happen doing. Eventually, I'll get huge. But somehow. hey, the key is you—you you never gave up, and neither did I. And that's why we're still here. Yep. Tons of failure along the way, but you got to fail fast. We didn't, but. <laughs> just feel that. We've really felt slow. Fail very slow. Uh, you know, that's why we're giving you the tips so that you don't have to. Yeah. Tip number three. So we covered um, calorie surplus, correct macronutrients within that. And then we covered the uh, progressive overload through your compound exercises. The most uh, key thing to do when in the gym. But now, the most key the most thing, key out of all three the, the most important exactly listen no one talks those about things really. we just told you mean nothing literally without, nothing without, this, without one. this last one can you guess what it is i want y'all to call in right now and <laughs> call in to our our, our, our phone we're not yet not we're yet. taking calls someday soon someday, someday soon, soon. Yeah. like all right guys we got some callers on the line <laughs> Listen, um... Yeah, I got a complaint. Uh, <laughs> these guys uh, sound a little too douchey for my liking. 
Um, it's all okay. Right. Take her easy. Who, who's gonna drop the bomb here? I think you want to drop the bomb. I feel like you. I want to drop the bomb. You I told just me. The bomb. Yeah, you told me about ah. it. You're like, I, I, <laughs> okay, I'm dropping the bomb. Okay, you guys ready? This is the ultimate thing you could possibly do. But again, you still need the other two. Okay, and that is a five-letter word. Yes. Yes. Five letters. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. Okay, I just finished reading a book. It's called Why We Sleep by a man named Matthew Walker, neuroscientist that studies uh, and researches sleep. Okay, let me tell you something. My eyes were opened. My, 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 my world was opened up by how important sleep is. And, you know, you, f- you feel like we should know this, right? Yeah, yeah. And we, we know it, but we don't really know it until you read this book. Okay. You see, ever since I started reading this book, I started getting eight hours of sleep consistently a night because it actually scared me mm-hmm. to, to get less than eight hours. Like, it will scare you. It will basically tell you you will die much sooner if you stop sleeping eight hours. Even seven. You will die very much sooner than you could if you stopped eight. I swear to God. My goodness. You need to read this book. Everyone listening needs to read it. No. no. It sounds extreme. Now, what is... Yeah. But I, I, I completely understand why eight hours would be important. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, okay, so let's let's talk about why. Sleep is the foundation of your recovery, okay? You will not recover without it. And what is recovery, guys? What is recovery? It's what everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody thinks beating themselves down in the gym. That's where is, they make the progress. That's where the muscle is going is to come mm-hmm. from. Where does it come from? All in your resting, all in your recovery, all in your sleep. Because that's when muscle recovers. We tear up muscle in the gym. That's where we beat ourselves down. But then how does it grow, which is more important? How does it, is it going to grow efficiently? Yeah, there was actually a a very, there was obviously some specific parts in this book, all backed up by the research that spoke about muscle mass. And I believe the research, something along the lines of, don't quote me 100%, I don't have the book in front of me right now, but. If you're sleeping five hours or less a night, the difference in body composition is massive. You, uh, the 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 test subjects had a difference of like fifty percent. Now, for those who don't know what muscle. body composition is, what is right, body composition? So muscle to fat ratio, essentially. Okay. How your body looks, how much fat is on your body, and compared to how much muscle. So, in other words, the more you sleep and the better quality sleep you get. The better directly, by the way, this is not an indirect, this is directly, you will look better, you will perform better in the gym. And again, take this from my personal experience lately, getting eight hours, even going from seven to eight hours a night, cutting, I've been cutting lately, my strength is going up. I look and feel like a million bucks every morning. I mean, I know I look like a million bucks. There you go. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Yeah. But I can't keep the humbleness in, you know? Um, So sleep 100%. You need it. It's the foundation. Don't get it twisted. We gave you the other two first, but they do not come before this one. However, without the other two, you make no progress. Just as without this one, you'll make no progress. So what what are your two cents on the, on the sleep thing? I think sleep is a, is a cornerstone of everything. If you don't, if you don't have a good sleep, you're off in the morning. Um, I know when I don't have quality sleep, I make the wrong decisions, or I'm more prone to make the oh. wrong choice. Um, oh, man, your brain, your bombs. bombs. I've had concussions, so I, oh. I, 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 in the past, so I know how important my sleep is. Like, 
if even if I'm an hour or two off my sleep, you feel it. I'm a completely different person, uh-huh. and I'll feel it. I'll be closed off. I'll feel down. Um, I'll just I'll have to, I'll need to go to the gym because I know I have to wake up. Like mm. it's like I'm I'm working hard to wake up after I wake up. And how many hours do you typically get? Do you get eight usually? Uh, yeah, eight. Eight is yeah. my goal. Like okay. seven to nine, like around that range. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's but, good. but yeah, I make sure like I know when I'm going to bed. Okay, I got to wake up at this time. Good. I get eight hours. Um, because if you get that, you rest your days. You're, you're golden. Um, golden. Like you, like you said, your body recovers. You have to go in the, into REM. Um, mm-hmm. That's where the muscle is built. Like when your body is completely at rest after a long training a day and you fueled it with the right nutrients, that's where your body is going to recover and you're going to wake up feeling better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this, like, how you start your day is like, that's how the rest of the day is going to go. Couldn't agree more. Right. Like, if you start your day feeling great, like, you have a good sleep, you discipline yourself to get to bed at a certain time, you make sure all the blue lights, guys, like, make sure there's no lights in the room. Like, keep the mm-hmm. lights all dark. Yes. And you, and you, and you make, you set your alarm, you wake up for that time, and like, you're going to feel a difference. And you're going to be consistent with, like you said, you're being consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're on top of the world every single day. No doubt. And that is actually, uh, I do want to mention the biggest tip that was given in this book to maximize sleep, maximize sleep quality. Okay. And you kind of just mentioned it, which reminded me of it. The number one thing you can do today, starting today to get the best sleep possible. And, and trust me again, I've done it personal experience. I want to ask you in a sec about yours. Um, fall asleep at the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day. And that includes weekends. Ideally, don't let it fluctuate too much because I know a lot of people wake up early during the week and then the weekend comes around, they're sleeping in. That alone will mess up the internal clock, okay, the circadian rhythm as it's yeah. known. And this this neuroscientist did recommend, he gave 12 massive tips at the end summarizing everything and he said, listen, if you can only do one of these tips, this is the one you should start doing and you should do it without an exception go to the bed at the same time every day wake up at the same time every day and again I, i'm uh, uh you know well, i'm a result of doing that and it's been insane so myself personally i go to sleep at 8 p.m i've been forcing myself for 8 p.m lately which is fine because i wake up at four so dude you gotta go to bed in uh uh four, four, all right guys uh, it was great four, uh, talking on the podcast <laughs> i gotta get out of here see you later <laughs> No, but I wanted to ask minutes. you, what's your sleep schedule like? Mine's all over the place. Oh, is it? Yep, I'm not going to lie. Okay, no, I, I don't want you to lie. I was going to lie to you. I want, I want, <laughs> are you very nervous? <laughs> no. You're getting a little embarrassed there. No, no. Oh, I, I just make sure I get my eight hours. Like I. It's because of scheduling. Scheduling, though. coaching hours are all different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my training hours sometimes vary. If I train at night, it's hard to go to bed right away. Uh-huh. Um, True. He does mention that. But I, I, I make I make sure it's the same out of hours. But I do like to be consistent. Like I would like to go to bed at the same time eventually every day and wake up at the same time. Um, especially waking up early. Like it just feels so good starting your day. Even like you start your day at four a.m. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Not gonna get there yet. Um, where, where, when are you starting at? It's a four a.m. is a little extreme sometimes. Uh, very seven thirty, eight thirty in that in, in that in that time frame. So you're asleep at around twelve. Uh... Yeah, twelve, eleven. Like and sometimes, oh, okay. sometimes too, I get I get these ideas, or at night, I I have all these all creative, creative ideas. Yeah, I yeah. feel like everything's quiet, and I, all of a sudden, all this, 
all these good ideas come to my head. I'm like, yeah. I can't sleep on these. I gotta, I gotta go at them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, it's like one, two a.m. Like, ah, whatever. Like, I can't take advantage of these ideas I have. Brain like, dump? Do you like yeah. brain dump it on your phone? Or yeah, something, I or type or? it all down. Like yeah. things I want to get done. Like I just ever since I was younger, like at nighttime, I I had all like I feel like that was when I was most optimal. Mm-hmm. I obviously want to change that. Um, over now that like, I just want to be, I want to go to bed a little bit earlier, but no, not there yet. That's okay, man. Um. You know, that's one thing I do want to mention too is scheduling. I got to be honest. I was the same as you. I used to go to sleep at 12, at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. normally, every day. Yeah. I wake up at 9, 10 uh, a.m. Uh, and I was the same as you. That's when the creative juices started flowing. You know, everybody out here, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a morning person. Listen, if there was anybody that wasn't a morning person, swear to God, I was the last. Per- I woke up and I wanted to kill everyone. <laughs> Get out of the way. Mom, shut up. Shut up. Where's the meatloaf? <laughs> ah! After the, you just had that one question of my mom. How was it like when John was younger? Oh, my God. She had to, I was late to school every day. Way to be, Ben. I just, I, I wouldn't get up. Nah. It, it just goes to show, for yourself, I think your routine is fine. If you want to go earlier, I obviously, I'm going to recommend that still because I do feel like it is, it's a leg up on the world. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I actually decided to take a, a, a shift at Orange Theory when I started working there. I said, you know what? I saw a 5 a.m. class. I said, you know what? I'm down to wake up early. I'll give it a shot. So twice a week, I was waking up at 4. And guess what? I was going to bed at 1. <laughs> Holy or crap, two, dude. Or So you're, you're just taking naps. You're just taking naps. So what I do is I would go to the class. I'd come back and fall asleep right away. So I'd go, I'd wake up, go coach two classes, come back, pass out. I did that for like months. That's severely, that's, that's ineffective. It was very stupid. That's ineffective. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say is sometimes your schedule will force you one way or another. Um, and I want to say that, but you can accommodate. And then from there, I made it three times a week. I would wake up at four and then four times a week. And then all of a sudden I said, hold on, maybe I should try sleeping more before the 4 a.m. nights. There you go. Right? Yeah. Take some time. I think my brain started developing a little bit. Slowly. There, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and that's what it leads to. So I do recommend. My my thing is this. I like to beat the sun up. You know, now it's no, it's natural. Like, don't physically beat it up because you can't reach it. But just beat someday. it before it comes. Someday. <laughs> someday I'll get there. <laughs> I'll reach it. <laughs> I'll reach it someday. That's the goal. That's my dream. <laughs> so I like when I wake up in the morning. I know I'm the only one up and it feels it fires good. you up. Eh? I feel, I feel natural. Now I wake up naturally at three fifty, whatever I wake up and I walk outside and everything's silent and it's pitch black. Peaceful. It's very peaceful. It's very peaceful. And it's, it, it's just natural for me. Like I can just feel the silence and I feel like I'm getting started. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm done my workout, by the time I've gotten client work in, by the time I've already started on whatever it is that I had planned for today, people just starting their day, you know. No, yeah, I'm, already, I'm miles ahead, mm-hmm. you know. So that motivates me, and that's easy when you get to that. It motivates you to go to sleep earlier because now if you can do all that and on top of it get eight hours and wake up fresh, feeling like a million bucks, mm-hmm. oh, buddy. That's that's a formula to a perfect day, if you ask me. Um, so yeah, that's just a little. I think I'm trying to convince you here a little bit too. Uh, oh, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I, I've, I've woken up uh, 
couple times this past week coaching at uh, 4.45. Oh, like, there you go. To go do a 6 a.m. class. How'd it feel? I liked it, to be honest. Like, I, I, I wish I went to bed a little bit earlier. But I was like, I was so anxious of not waking up or missing my alarm. I, I'd wake, uh, I, I woke up at like two thirty in the morning. Uh, like, oh crap! Okay, that's all. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I I had to beat my alarm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that one time you don't hear your alarm, you <sighs> miss it. You're like, oh no. So I'd wake up like sporadically, like oh three a.m. Okay, go back to bed. Three thirty, go back oh, to bed. No. But no, I liked it. It was still dark outside. Felt pretty cool. Get the day started already. Did you kind of feel what I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're kind of yeah. You're like everything's quiet. You get your day going. There's no noise, no distractions. Uh-huh. You go, and then after the six a.m. class, I uh, I went to the gym. Did the work morning workout. Liked it. Felt pretty accomplished. So yeah, no, absolutely. I can see myself doing that eventually. Um, I could see you doing it too. Oh yeah, and like, and doing it like way better than you though, like way. Oh better. yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> except except by the time you get there, buddy, I'll be waking up at two. You'll be, you'll be like, yo, you know, oh, you get it, I'll get up at one. Okay. I actually, I don't even, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I wake up at. You, you just got up at four, buddy. I've already been up for twenty. Hours. I just did a two a day. I just did a two a day. Two and twice. You even see me? I hate. Oh. <laughs> Went to sleep at uh, two p.m. last. Night. <laughs> um, no, that's that's good, man. I I think that's important. So the, the circadian rhythm is good because of again what you just mentioned. You're just sparking all the information out of me today, bud. That's what I do. Um, that's why we're doing this together. Yeah. Um, you know the circadian rhythm is key because you see waking up often, and actually he also mentions in this um, waking up by an alarm clock obviously is not natural. Uh, and it's actually so, you know, the snooze button, quick little fun fact here, snooze button is actually deadly. Like I turn the snooze button off because I think that the second you press snooze, you're giving yourself a chance to, yeah, you're actually giving up your sovereignty Yeah. for that day. You've already started with a loss. Damn. Right. Let me just go to my alarm clock just right turn now. Turn those off right now, just Turn these off right now, man. Trust me. But you know what I do is I'll send, I set, I'll send you an invoice. I'll... <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you this though, so you don't miss the alarm, so you don't get anxious. Okay. You set five alarms back to back, one minute after one another. That's what I'm saying. That's what, like that's what. Look what else that. you do? Look at that. Well, that looks more like five minutes to me. Buddy. Oh, sorry, sorry. That that one's two minutes. That's two minutes. Two minutes. And fi- okay, and sorry. Fi- <laughs> All right, sorry. We gotta refine that. Sorry, coach. Hold so on, listen. Fix that. Um, actually, every time you press snooze, because what happens when you press snooze? Typically, it's you're like, like nine like, or ten minutes, right? You're already quitting. You're already quitting. You're no, already no, giving no, but, up. But the quitting's bad enough. The quitting's bad enough. But watch this. You you know when the alarm wakes you up? Yeah. It's not a natural thing. Like when the alarm wakes you up, what? Yeah. What do you feel like? You feel like what the, what the f- what happens? Your your blood pressure skyrockets. It does. Your heart contracts like violently, and and you get disrupted. Like you're you're out of it, right? Yeah. Um. So when you go snooze, what do you do? You repeat the process because actually you start calming down again and you start falling back into sleep, right? Right before the snooze button, boom, it goes off. So actually people that are snoozing multiple times a day are increasing their chance of heart attack like rapidly. It's hilarious. That's not hilarious. That's not hilarious. Right? <laughs> it's funny thinking about it like everyone's yeah. doing it. So not not knowing. Yeah, that's scary. It's hilarious how extreme that sounds. That sounds. Like, I mean. All you do is hitting the snooze button. You might have a heart attack because yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're hitting the snooze button. You're just you're just Damn. putting so much pressure on the heart. But the most important thing there is that you're starting off with an L in the bank, buddy. Damn, I don't want L's. We can't take L's. No we L's here. Take L's. No L's here. I took L's in high school, man. I don't need any more L's no in more. my life. Brady Living. I'm Tom Brady Living. There you go, bud. He didn't take L's. He ain't <laughs> taking L's either. Um, so sleep is important, guys. I think that's what we came to the conclusion of there. There you go, guys. Uh, beyond.d.iron. 
John Mango on his book Sleep. It's called Sleep. You, yeah. you wrote it, right? Beyond the Sleep. <laughs> Beyond the Sleep. <laughs> what's the art? What's the author's name? Uh, the author's name is uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady wrote some book on sleep, and that's why he has so many Super Bowl uh, championships. There you go. Um, so, guys, we went over today the three topics. Thank you for those that are listening um, and who have been listening so far. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, the Fitness Casual Podcast on Instagram, Fitness Casual Podcast on Twitter, Fitness Casual Podcast on Facebook as well. Follow John and I on Instagram, beyond.d.iron, and Alex Richardson Fit. Um, for more fitness and health tips we appreciate you guys listening so far today we talked about uh, the three top priorities to put on your list to gaining and adding muscle lean muscle tissue okay you have your calories caloric surplus your proteins your carbs and your fats all aligned uh, john talked about that specifically in the podcast adds some math in there um lost me for a few minutes but that's okay i got make back make sure you write it down Check make your sure notes again make sure you write it down um and then number two is your progressive overload in the gym, your weights, your numbers are going up, you're keeping it simple, you're learning the proper movements, you're even getting a coach, a strength coach, a weightlifting coach to help you through those movements, and you're tracking your weights so you know you're not guessing your gains, you know your gains. Um, hey. trademark, uh, trademark me on trademark, that one. Trademark, I was going to say, that's a nice little slogan there. I put that on a t-shirt, eh? No guessing gains here. And no guessing gains or else you won't get gains. Um, and then, yeah, so... Thank you so much for listening. Oh, and the third one. Sorry. It's the third sleep. one. Sleep. John talked about sleep. I think you need some right now. That's why you're not remembering that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sleep is important for life in general, guys, especially if you want to lean out and feel better. John talked about your body composition, your hormone balance. You need eight eight hours specifically of sleep. Would be ideal. Would, seven to nine. Seven to nine. Which is good. And then having a consistent schedule where you're yes. going to bed at the same time and you're waking up at the same time. Um, imagine yourself actually enjoying your workouts, being awake during your workouts and not feeling sluggish, not needing those five coffees you think you need to stay awake, but yikes. actually just being optimal. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> I know what it was I knew I I know what it was like to working a night shift at City of Brampton till twelve and then going to World Gym till like what, like twelve thirty to three AM. I trained so long because I thought I had to train forever. Oh my god. And then I, and then I'd have to wake up for a seven AM shift because we had nights and days in the city oh of Brampton. Oh my god. And I'd, I'd have to drive a truck. And I probably shouldn't have done that. I'd just find a spot. Oh. I'd find a park that no one was at and, and, and snooze. Up. See you later, man. Because I was like, I had to work out that day. Oh, I didn't work out in the morning, whatever. Okay, I worked this night shift. Go to World Gym. Beat my body down. Tired as ever. And then maybe sleep a couple hours at home. And then go work a 7 a.m. shift. Drive around. Find a park. Uh, take a you, nap. You know that city life. City living. <laughs> Hashtag. You know, uh, you know that they've classified night shifts as a um, known carcinogen, a known carcinogen, because dude, I was, I worked by myself a lot on night shifts. This is new though. Don't worry, you didn't know. It but I, but it makes sense. Like, like that's cancer causing. Yeah, because because you're by yourself. I was by myself in a truck. No, no one to talk sleep. to. Because you're cutting sleep. Oh, the sleep. My sleep schedule was all over the place. Yeah. Because and like that's what increases cancer. Like I was stressed out all the time. My hormones all over the place. Like oh, I was sleeping different hours, sleeping in different parks and different trucks. Oh my god, that sounds insane. Yeah, so it was a tough, and especially time. especially yeah, great time. Especially when I was trying to you know add some muscle, lean out a bit. I was just big. I just I just ate a lot of food and lifted heavy weights and whatever. It was a good bulking time in my face. Yeah. But anyway, guys, I we appreciate you guys listening and sticking around so far. Please leave a 
a rating on the Apple Podcast, a comment of what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that, leave a five-star rating because you love us. We know uh, you do. We know you do. Don't kid yourself. Even if you haven't accepted it yet, you need to accept it. Uh, we appreciate the engagement so far. Follow the Instagram page, Fitness Casual Podcast. Fitness Casual Podcast. Um, but thank you so much. My name is Alex. My name is John. And you're listening to the Fitness Casual Podcast. Cheers, guys.